Welcome to the Roundtable. I am Jennifer Eller, and my co-host with me is Mike Hill, and then our producer behind the screen, Nick Wilson. But our guest today is the lovely Bonita Price. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> you are lovely, Bonita. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you. So, and yeah. she just came from working out, she which did. is seriously Tough. impressive. Yes. Yeah, she's out there busting a move, and yeah, then she comes in here and ready to go on a podcast. Got my nerves out. There you go. <laughs> Nothing to be nervous about. So, yeah. So, you were a teacher. How many years did you teach? I taught 38 years, and then I substituted for two or three years, and then I opened up my own preschool and daycare. Okay. Wow. And then my mom and dad got sick, and I had to quit because I had to be free to mm -hmm. take care of them. Mm -hmm. 38 years? <clears throat> I loved it. Around here? I started in Georgia. And there wasn't any jobs here in Huntington. So I went with 11 other people from Huntington University. Well, it was Huntington College when mm -hmm. I went there. Huntington University. Yeah. Went down there, and we all got jobs. We could pick the job we wanted, Dalton, Georgia. Mm. And so then um, my best friend's father passed away, and I got worried about my dad. And mm. I met Byron, and so we moved back. Well, actually, he moved back and lived with my mom and dad while I finished the year out. Oh, my. And my dad did not like Byron. I, <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because he thought he was going to take me to South and stay mm. there. Because he's from the South? Byron's a Southern man, yeah. Mm. Okay. Mississippi, yeah. Wow. So we, then he moved back here for you because yeah, you were to live with my parents during tax season. And my dad finally fell in love with my husband <laughs> and if anything had happened in our marriage I would have been a fault then because he thinks Byron he Aww. thought Byron was Byron flipped the script yeah he did oh, so that's wonderful so after you went so you were in Georgia and when you came back up here where'd you teach I substituted for its time then I taught it I got a job at Andrews oh okay loved Andrews and then I moved to well, mm. Central and Flint Springs okay. for the rest of my time. But I love, never had a bad class the whole what? time. Not one bad class. Oh, my God. I had that has ones. to be a perspective. <laughs> I had ordinary ones, but I never had a bad class and never really had a bad kid. What would you, determine that, though? Like, uh, you need to, like, give us the lens of what determines a bad kid a bad, and a bad class. I had a teacher that looked at me and she said, I've never had a good class. And I thought, dang, you need to get out of the education. Or change your perspective. Yeah. I think you have to go in with the right mind. Mm -hmm. They're kids. They're going to do things that, mm -hmm. that's not right. Yeah. And you just love them and teach them. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way education is going right now. So I think they've gotten away from knowing the kids. It's all computers and paper and pencil. And I think there's... Mm -hmm. There's multiple intelligences, and they're not. That's what you. I mean, I, I taught kids who became doctors, lawyers, ministers, yeah, um, teachers, principals, mm -hmm. a lot of chefs. Got a lot chefs. of chefs. I cooked a lot in my classroom, mm -hmm. so maybe that helped. <laughs> but I think there's. You could be art smart, nature mm -hmm. smart, exercise smart, mm -hmm. book, math. Computer, there's so many mm -hmm. ways instead of one way. And I think we're going to mm -hmm. teaching script, your, the lessons are script mm -hmm. wrong. 
Hmm. wrong. You got to get in there and get to know the kids. And it's different now because I used to take the kids home to supper. Mm. My husband got to know the kids. My kids got to know the kids. Right. I keep them after school and just open mm-hmm. up my closet and say, go in, mm-hmm. get anything out that you'd like to play with or do. We'd have pizza. Mm-hmm. I got to know the kids. Now, wait mm-hmm. a second. So you invited kids from the school to come to your house. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, I mean, is it like mm-hmm. a rule or is it just people uh, won't do it anymore? I don't think people want to do it anymore because of lawsuits and things like mm-hmm. that. But I did think about that. We had fun. I got to know the kids. I, I took one in class, kindergarten, and I took them to first grade, and I took them to second mm-hmm. grade. And in the summertime, we make go on trips. They could pick either going to Science Central, the zoo, mm-hmm. somewhere else we went. And then they'd have lunch with me. Parents didn't care. They loved it. Right. And we used to get together. That group that I had for three years, mm-hmm. we're really close. So. Yeah, it was So fun. do you talk to anybody that's a teacher today? Uh-huh. Do you think that they have bad classes and bad kids? Uh-huh. Like, has that changed? It's do different. you think that the culture of school has changed? I think that it's hard. It's hard right now because kids say anything they want to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think... <laughs> and that didn't happen when I taught. Mm-hmm. It just didn't happen. Right. I think... I think we need to work more with the parents. I think we need parent classes. Mm. I think parents don't know what to do with kids sometimes. Mm. So you think the fix to, so you do think that it's shifted. So you do think that there probably is a reality because my daughter's a teacher, you know, so that's, you know, I hear What did she teach? Huh? What did she teach? Uh, She's a first grade teacher up in Warsaw Uh and so now she's doing the duolingo program and so again I'm I'm going to say this and I'm probably going to get in trouble but like up there if you like you're a certain group of parents you can get your kids into like the good kids Uh are in the duolingo program Mm -hmm. and then all of the not so good kids are in the general populace of first grade. Mm-hmm. So when she was not in the dual lingual program, I mean, she had, I mean, she had kids that were mm-hmm. like so wanting to, like they, they had a hit list of kids mm-hmm. on the, in the first grade and they were going to go out there and they actually did it. They took a kid, put him to the ground, stomped him. I mean, they had to call people in. Like oh. they beat this kid to a pulp mm-hmm. out at the, playground in first grade and Lexi asked him like what are you doing he's like he was on the hit list and we were going to kill him like this is in Warsaw oh but now that she's in the duolingo program you don't have that problem because of the separation now of like Mm -hmm. you've taken and again I'm going to say good and bad kids I don't know how else to, to put it kids that are more apt to getting in trouble yeah or in a populace. And so I just hear, and so her experience from before would be like, if this is the way it keeps going, I'm never going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Now that I have this, yeah. I love my job. I, yeah. get, I see my kids. Mm-hmm. I get to know my kids. Like it's a, so I just didn't know if you've culturally seen some of I, that oh, shift. Oh, it's changed shift. big time as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, they, kids will say things mm-hmm. to you that they would never, ever, ever say to me. And they threaten other kids and, Right. I don't know. I just think we're headed in a, mm. an odd 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really glad my grandchildren are in the schools they're in mm-hmm. because they don't have that. Right, right. And I, because I'd be really fearful. I'm fearful for mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. all the way around. Mm-hmm. Right. When I go to the nursing home, I don't want one of those kids taking care of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that I had a problem with. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they've changed. I'm sure they're not problem kids anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Not all of them change, but usually people no. grow up and you grow out of that. Yeah. Uh, so when you, so when you're looking at the big perspective, and we'll get back to getting to know you, but I'm just interested in this yeah. part. So when you look at the big perspective of, like, I fear the future. I, do. I don't know, fear the future. Mm-hmm. Is that what from a standpoint of what what do you think is coming and what needs to change? I don't think kids work like they used to. Mm-hmm. Some kids do. They don't see the importance of it. They don't see that if you do this, it leads to this, mm-hmm. it leads to this. Right. They see. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to make a decision. I don't care about the yeah. consequences. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. when, as parents, they need responsibilities at home. They need responsibilities inside the house, outside the house. And they need to... The parents need to be parents, not friends. Yeah. See, that's my mm-hmm. theory. So my theory has been like the the downward spiral of our workforce, the downward mm-hmm. spiral of young people has been even in a normal home, right? Like mm-hmm. not a split home, not a home where parents aren't involved, because that's a whole nother issue. It's, like that issue yeah. is we got to figure that out. But I'm talking about two parents, they're in the home or care mm-hmm. still don't make it that there are any consequences for decisions. Like they take that away. Like anytime they get in trouble in school, it's wasn't their fault, you know, and it must be the teacher. Anytime that they're coached on a team, this is the other problem is anytime they're coached on a team and the coach gets on them, it's always the coach, right? It's never the kid, right? It's never like, Hey, you got yelled at. So if you got yelled at, then you need to figure out why, because yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. unless the people are just sinister, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not always the coach's yeah. issue. Or if you're in school and you have missing assignments and you're getting an F, yeah, it's not always the teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it's not always. But as parents, because of what you said, we have switched the culture of. See, I think parents have one. We exist for one reason: to train them up. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they might not like us. And at the end of the day, they might not be our best friend. At the end of the day, they might not say the best things about you. But (laughs) scripture tells, scripture just tells us there is is no, you cannot, you cannot not train your kids and not prepare them to be an adult. Like it doesn't matter if you can do it. Doesn't matter if you like to do it. You should train your kids to do things, right? And get, because I think that's where... Yeah. We're headed. I fear the same thing. Well, well I hope my son doesn't watch this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Eric, Eric, when he was, he worked at Wendy's. And he, one day he goes, oh, it's really nice outside. I think I'll just call in sick and go golfing. So I said, well, what were you going to do today? He goes, oh, I just got to flip burgers. I said, well, who's going to flip your burgers if you don't flip them? Oh, so-and-so. I said, well, what? Is that person supposed to be doing? And then we went down the line. Yeah. He goes, I got it. I'm going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to. Mm-hmm. Sure, you want to go golf mm-hmm. and take off, but right. you have a responsibility. Yeah. And I don't think mm-hmm. 
sometimes parents are telling their kids, you got to do this because it's the right thing mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Well, and like, uh, that's a good perspective, Bonita, the whole idea of the repercussions of you not doing your part. Yeah. I think that's a great thing because I think, I mean, even in people that you work with today, okay, I just didn't do it, right? Like I just didn't get to it or I didn't get around to it or I forgot about it. But every decision that you forget about or don't do has downward repercussions that do affect mm -hmm. other people, uh -huh. right? You yeah. know, and, and it's not just you forgot it and you'll get it done next week or you forgot it and you'll get it done. Not making that decision for that day yeah. does have an effect on other people. And I think that's a great perspective mm -hmm. that we probably don't think about that. Like we probably don't think our decision now okay. has a big effect on somebody else. Well, in my classroom, I tried to build a family mm -hmm. and you took care of each other. Mm. You didn't hurt each mm -hmm. other if you did. I never, ha I really didn't have discipline problems mm -hmm. because I think if you get to be a family, if they take, if people have time to get, make, make the classroom a family, mm. it makes a difference. And then as you raise your kids, you do the very mm -hmm. same thing. You, you're, mm -hmm. you got to teach mm -hmm. them. So what now, are some, did I make mistakes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the things that we can change, Benita? So from a, you know, a parent still raising kids to a parent that's raising kids to people that are out of raising kids, but they could go back and help. What, what would be something that we could effectively do to help reverse this? Or is there just no reversing it? Are we just down a path and we're... You know, well, I have, it might seem, seem really simple, but I, back when I was teaching, we started a group and it was to help parents. Hmm. And I made a video with Huntington University for parents hmm. to go in and we'd go in when a person had a baby hmm. and talk hmm. to them, get to know them and see if they'd want a mentor to mm -hmm. help. Because there's a lot of people out there who don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to take care of a baby. They don't know how to read a child. They don't know how to, they really mm -hmm. don't. You'd think that'd be a real simple thing to do. But when you have three little kids, mm -hmm. how do you take time for them? Mm -hmm. How do you get everything done? And I think, I think young people sometimes need mentors. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's gone through it, made a lot of mistakes, but help, like I think of Sally, mm. that I, yeah, she'd be a great mentor. <laughs> right. I'm great. My the Joellen, mm -hmm. same thing. Right. If they talk, if they had somebody, sometimes mm -hmm. you have to call somebody for help. Mm -hmm. Like I remember calling my mom one time, saying, "I'm going to hit him if you don't come get him. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him. Yeah. And because he was frustrating <laughs> me mm -hmm. so much. He was little. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had a mother to call. Mm -hmm. I had a mother that came. <laughs> she, I think she broke the speed limit, <laughs> and she was over and took him for a couple hours, and that was yeah. fine. This doesn't sound good either. <laughs> no, I mean, but, that, but yeah. that's. I think mm -hmm. people need other people mm -hmm. to help them. And yeah. when I was, you know, we did it for a while, and then it kind of just fell apart. I'd like to see it go back. I think. Like the church here, if we could get a group of mentors mm -hmm. that would help. Right. I just, mm -hmm. I think that would help in a small, but then it might be passed mm -hmm. on. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. I just think 
they don't know how to take care of them sometimes. Because Jennifer uh, started this three years ago, started four years ago praying for schools, right? So the oh, idea, I know. That's so the idea of there's this uh, intangible part where God's going to intervene because we're going to pray for it, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's going to mm -hmm. do things that only he can do. Mm -hmm. And now we're looking at this, what's the other part? So what's the other part that life church, because we're always praying for and dreaming for and asking God, like, where do we need to intervene? Like we're, we know where you can do only what you can do, but where do our, where do we need to be hands and feet? So we've been talking about ever since I was the principal of a day. I mean, the, the thing that I came back and said was it's gotta be more than just prayer. Like we've got to figure out how to do more than praying for and supporting. And so we have been talking about this idea of what would it look like for Life Church to adopt a school, you know, and say, okay, mm -hmm. if we can adopt a school, just take a school for example, and we'll keep praying for, you know, the oh, staff and we'll yeah. keep praying for the kids and let God do the supernatural mm -hmm. stuff because he's always going to do it. Like mm -hmm. he's going to protect, he's going to instill, mm -hmm. he's going to do, but tangibly, what would that look like? And mm -hmm. so I was praying about this idea, well, what would, what would it be like if we created mentor groups that would adopt families, you I know, and idea. would that change? Because when I was in the school, I'm like, I wouldn't do this job. Like the job that the school <laughs> system has, like, and I love kids. Like mm -hmm. I love kids. I want to spend time with kids. Like for New Year's uh, Eve, we went to the skate park, oh, you know, went out fun. and was like West Park skating and so we're skating out there. And if you can imagine, like West Park opened it up where they would take your kids until 6 a.m. So you oh. checked in and it cost X amount of dollars and they'd keep them to one or six. So you can imagine the whole place is full of kids. There's no adults there <laughs> except for me and Sarah. So oh. we're out there skating around with all these kids and kids that came up to me were like, hey, are you the pastor of Life Church? And I go to Life Church. I bet it, uh, there's probably seven or eight kids that came up to oh, me during that time. And I'm thinking we could have a we could have an impact. Like we could do something with these kids that that need those things. And and I think that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, could we create something, even on a small scale? Just say we're going to do one school and we're going to do the best we can. Mm -hmm. We can't do all schools, but maybe we'll just do one, one school. school. We'll put it out there to say, you know, to go with what Jennifer started, like the idea of if we change a generation of young people, mm -hmm. if we can really affect that, we're going to see, you know, stuff down the road and be able to put that together. But that's really what you're saying that's is that mentorship program could make a div big it difference. It could make a difference, I think. And I'm a firm believer in, the, in a classroom. If they really want education to go somewhere and children to succeed, you, you need to put a teacher and an aide, in every, a paraprofessional, mm -hmm. in every room because they hear things that the teacher doesn't hear. Mm -hmm. They comfort, they mm -hmm. help, they motivate them. Paraprofessionals are wonderful. Right. And they, they take lunch duty and recess mm -hmm. duty and... <laughs> They yeah. need to be in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I had some of the most wonderful um, paraprofessionals when I taught, and it was nice. And I think that that would help 
in education to do that. And if we had mentors for mm -hmm. parents. But what I understood was, at least from Lexi, and Warsaw is not a poor town, but they don't have enough money for prayers in every room. Right? Is that yeah, true? Yeah, they say that. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what I've heard. Like <laughs> she said, I, you know, that they would have to take Paris and like move them mm -hmm. around because yeah, there's not enough the of them to, to go into every classroom. Because she said the same thing. Mm -hmm. If I could just have a para, if I could just have somebody in my room every week, like, I you know, also, every day. I also used a lot of parents. I had parents and grandparents. Grandparents mm -hmm. are wonderful. They come in, they do what you want. Does that do. happen today? I don't think so. Not I. Are they allowed to? Like, yeah. are, are grandparents and parents allowed to go in? Because yeah. I can remember that when I was a kid. Did that happen when you were a kid? I don't know if I was a kid, but I remember when Trevor and Emma were at Northwest. I would go in. Is so you, you know, going to help. be a helper? And oh, yeah. I agree with the kids. And yeah. I mean, even while well, when I was at the credit union, I was um, I wasn't part of like Rotary, but my boss was, oh. and so I would be a study buddy, and mm. I would go in with. Mm. I did that for years, you know, go in and work on math or reading or something with kids mm -hmm. once a week, and that was super fun. So and yeah. it's nice yeah. to do those gifted or whatever. Mm -hmm. They get a lot of help. The very mm -hmm. low get a lot of help. But these middle children who could actually move along mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. get any help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, everything is kind of... Mm -hmm. And I'd like to... I just think it's nice to have someone in there helping, mm -hmm. talking to the kids. So yeah. why do you think your thing dwindled out? Is it a time thing? It was a is city it... thing. I did it with the city and something okay. happened and we just didn't... Mm -hmm. We made a lot of video. They made videos to give out, but mm. it just kind of dwindled. And then mm. I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. Yeah, because I think that's what's going to have to change. Like Some, I think we're going to have to figure out. So for 2024 for Life Church. So in 2023, we were like, we need to take ground back. That was kind of our mission. Like we felt like we had lost ground. Like Satan had infiltrated the church during COVID, and lots of things happened where. Satan's getting in where he shouldn't. So we spent 2023 saying, listen, this is God's. We're going to take it back and we're going to own what our responsibility is and take that ground back. 2024 is about organizing an army. And so like our <laughs> whole thought of moving into 2024 is, is that if you look at Life Church today, there is an army of gifted, talented, mm -hmm. spirit-filled, loving people mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be our responsibility to organize that army mm -hmm. into action. Mm -hmm. Because I think today, at least, there are a lot of people that just don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then from that, can we help them know what to do? And can we keep them doing it? That's, right. That's the... Is there a big enough cause? This is what we're going to have to answer. You know, the, the, the reason that people quit usually is the cause isn't big enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because if the cause was big enough, if it's life or death, if it's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if it's going to be the difference between whether we're going to see the suicide rate go down in teenagers, whether yeah. it's going to be to see, you know, these kids being able to be mentally stable, if it means people giving their life to Christ, like you'll give up some time mm -hmm. to be able to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But I think that's going to be, I think that's the other struggle mm -hmm. is the cause of Christ is the cause of kids is the cause big enough yes. for you to sacrifice, mm -hmm. you know, cause we're, I don't know. That's the mm -hmm. other problem in our world today is I don't, mm -hmm. when it gets to be hard, 
Don't you think? It gets to be hard. People yeah. are like, I'm out. I hope not. I, 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 think mm -hmm. we're, I think it's changing okay. again. I think it was like that for a while. Then you talked about COVID. That really did hurt. Yeah. But you guys did a really good job. Mm. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> yeah. I think you did. Yeah. You may, but now it's time to make changes. Yeah. And I think you start with the kids. Yeah. And you I know. think we, the other thing we have to be able to do, and this is personally, like I think personally, we have to truly evaluate ourselves and ask ourselves, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, where are we spending our time? Where are we spending our resources? What are we really doing that's going to be, because this is what I think we should always look at is, Am I, am what I doing today going to make a difference a hundred years from now? That's what I want. Mm -hmm. Not I just, agree. not just agree. tomorrow. Yeah. A hundred years from now, will the decisions that I make today have an impact? I, I agree totally. I, I think about the future and I worry about my grandchildren, but then, and their grandchildren yeah. and their grandchildren. Right. Mm. And will it be a good life for them? Will they, they be okay? Yeah. I think it's a big... See, I'm an optimist. I think we can change the world. I, I'm pretty well. I do. Like, I believe every day that we can make decisions that people will look at 100 years from now and say, because of the single decisions you made, my grandchildren now have a future. Because you chose to. I mean, isn't every great thing in history started by somebody making a single decision, mm -hmm. by a group mm -hmm. of people making a I single see. decision, by a mass of people saying we're going to stand up. Every mm -hmm. moment that you look back in history started because someone or a group of people said, mm -hmm. I might never right. see it in my generation. Mm -hmm. I might not. Like, yeah. I might not see any of the decisions I make today. Yeah. Like, I think about that for Life Church. Oh. I want to make decisions for Life Church today that Life Church will be far better off when I'm gone. You know, I don't, yeah. I know that I'm not going to see all of the fruit, oh, yeah. you know, of what God's doing. But if, but if we can make a decision today that a hundred years from now, you know, it can make a difference. And I think that's what we're just going to have to decide. Mm -hmm. Are we going to make some of those hard, disciplined decisions to say, this is going to cost me something, but in a hundred years mm -hmm. from now, there's going to be a generation like you're going to write yeah. history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, that, okay. I'm an optimist well, that way. Like, I think that's I'm, a... I agree. I'm, I'm really positive about... But I worry. But mm -hmm. I think if we... If things are done... Mm -hmm. This church is amazing to me. And what you guys... What mm -hmm. you guys do. What and you guys do. What you guys do. I what, the, what the church does. That, I think yeah. that's the key. Yeah, like, what the church does. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the... It's amazing. The people of Life Church. And that's where I said, I think we have a great group of people who are super inspired to figure out, okay, we got to, we got to get this right. Mm -hmm. Like we got to start making some big decisions. Have interesting people in this, this church. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Some interesting people. They are interesting. Yeah. Right. Very, very diverse. Mm -hmm. Your podcast. I, I thought, oh, I'd like to talk to her. Just sit down and talk to her. Yeah. Or I, oh, that was an interesting thing you said. Well, yeah. I can get you their contact information. <laughs> so. The lady that is, that is a counselor, I, the one lady, I thought, I need to talk to Mary her. Mary Clark? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, she's a lady I need to talk well, to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's seen really yeah. put together. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
So I want to talk a little bit about how you and Byron came to Life Church. So oh. he started working out at Champs, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he worked out, I think Ryan told me a year or so, yeah. and kept saying that my wife needs to come, my wife needs to come. Uh. So so what made you, <laughs> not really that you, but I don't, I, yeah. So, so tell, I, explain that, because I don't I know. Don't really the, know. I, I don't, don't really know why he, he said you needed to come. Oh, he thinks I need it. To working, okay. oh, to working out. Okay, he got it. I need to work out. Right. He's a, he's a, he's, what's the word? He's a workout fanatic. That's he's a word. fanatic. That's, that's the word. And he drives me nutty. And and he goes, you'd really like this Rayanne. She's really nice. So, okay, I'll go. I really like Rayanne. <laughs> he goes, gee, she'll do anything she tells you to do. I would tell you the same thing and you wouldn't do it. Right. She's nicer about it. <laughs> <laughs> Way and, to go, Ray. And, <laughs> and it's easy. She, I've mm-hmm. been working out, and I never, mm. I never gotten hurt. Mm. I worked out with one trainer one time, and I was doing these things. You do this, and I passed out. No, oh, you God. didn't. I did. He oh, me, no. He Were you holding your breath or something? <laughs> I don't know what happened. He picked me back up. He just let me. He picked me back up. And I went like this and passed out again. Oh, no. The nut put me back up and put me back up there again, and I passed out again. They had the EMS, the oh fire, my gosh. fire department, and the police out there. They had yellow going all the way around me. <laughs> like a crime scene? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, and she's never done that. Yeah. But Byron's worked out at Champs a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can remember... Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming in and because Sherry and Byron were close, like yeah. she mm-hmm. would talk to him all the time, and yeah, because he's kind of a you know a phenomenon when you watch mm-hmm. him. Like you usually <laughs> don't see a guy his age push and Dude, be as committed. Does. Like he's really committed mm-hmm. to. I know, and he doesn't just do light stuff. I mean, he was doing CrossFit stuff back then, and I'm like, that's super impressive. <laughs> he gets hurt, <laughs> and I have to put up with him. So is that what? Back to what Jennifer said. So is coming to Champs what then, led to coming to Life Church? Yep. Really. That morning group that I your exercise. Our what? Your go- isn't Golden Girls or Golden Beauties? Golden Beauties. <laughs> you guys have a name? I guess. Sally <laughs> talked about it. It's the oldies. <laughs> oh, I no, can't remember it's her name. Golden something. Golden. But I don't even know. They've changed it several times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and well, I told. We exercise and then we have a Bible study mm-hmm. and then we, we're going to start going to nursing homes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. playing cards with the people mm-hmm. and then we've been helping with the food ministry and and you do that every week though well about every other week every other week so but yeah, they make food yeah and then well we just talked well, that didn't happen till late uh, this year mm-hmm. i would come and exercise with the people and i got stronger better and they're very encouraging mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i really liked it and then we i said we're going to start going to church there I love coming to church here. Hmm. You are good. You're good to listen to. You really are. Well, I was telling um, Jenny one time when I went to, when we went to another church, I did everything there that had to do with children. Hmm. You name it, I did it. And but we never talked about God hmm. at, at home. Hmm. We never talked about the sermons. Hmm. We never talked about. 
We didn't talk about it. We yeah. went to church. We went home. Right. That was that the was extent it. of it. Yeah. Hmm. Even with our, what'd you learn today in church? We would do that. Mm -hmm. But we really didn't talk about God to our children like we should have. Hmm. And then we had a problem there. And so hmm. with our oldest son, so we left. And uh, I don't know where this was going. <laughs> no, we're just trying, like, how did you end up at, at life? And so but, it was yeah. through the exercise mm -hmm. group. Yeah. Well, what, oh, well, when we came here, we'd go home. All the way home, we talked mm -hmm. about what you talked about, mm -hmm. and even during the week. Mm -hmm. That never happened mm -hmm. before when we were younger. <laughs> it, and maybe it's just at our age, mm -hmm. and we had time together mm -hmm. without right. kids around or whatever. Right. But yeah, so we came here, and we haven't. We were church hopping, mm. and we're settled. Mm. Yeah, so you thought you found a home. We found a home. Yeah, we're glad and our you friends. found a home. And our friends, I really yeah. have, I could be emotional about this. My friends mean a lot to me mm. and they are very, they take, we take care of each mm -hmm. other mm. and we, we plan things together. Oh, we're playing Euchre too. Okay. I was going to ask you what your card games were that you liked. Oh, I like Cause Euchre. I love cards. Oh, I love to play Euchre and I love to play, um, gin rummy. I used okay. to play my mom. Okay. When I was in the nursing home, I'd go in every day and play about mm. two hours with her. Mm. I love to play. I like to strategize. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and uh, we used to play hearts, but I don't remember how to play it anymore. Oh, I love hearts. Are you a card player, Jennifer? Like, go fish. Go fish. <laughs> I, am, I am surprised. I'd like, the kids that come over, because we're game players, so all of my kids play cards. We all like board games so now like when sarah's kids friends come over i'll be like you want to play this you want to play they're like play what mm -hmm. like they don't know how to play yeah. cards like they've mm -hmm. never played cards mm -hmm. or i'm like i'm surprised i mm -hmm. thought everybody played cards oh if you go in walmart and you listen to parents they go oh that the kids will want to give and then go oh that's too expensive <laughs> games are expensive mm -hmm. they yeah. are but, but what they give you and playing with your kids so much more. Right. Because, right. well, we played a game this weekend. I was up, we went up to Michigan to be with our oldest son and his family. And I got this game, it's called Race, Race Horses. Mm -hmm. huh. And it's a board and it's got all these horses that you, that you move. And you have to, it's got dice and cards mm -hmm. with it. And you have to scratch some of the horses so they can't, they can't win. Yeah. Then they have, and then you have to roll the dice, and they have to move. If it's number six, they move up one, and and number two only has to go twice because of the odds. And right, right. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! You gave each one like oh, this doesn't sound good either. We gave each kid a roll of dimes, and that was their, you know. Why is why is that bad? <laughs> Gam we're really gambling. I <laughs> know it was funny because it's just it's a fun game. You should look it up. Right. Well. Uh, Joellen was telling me about it. So while I was sitting down there in Champs, downstairs, mm -hmm. I just did Amazon, got two games, one for my one family and one for my other family. There you go. You got them. We like games. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I just don't think that's as much anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think families play games anymore as yeah. much. Nick, do you guys are you guys game players? Uh, we try to be. The kids are. So if you would pick a game, what's your favorite? We play a card game called Five Crowns. Huh. I've already played mm -hmm. that. 
You've played five crown? <laughs> Play seven. Done. Seven where you take your sevens and put them out and mm. play that. What about Ticket to Ride or Catan or? Oh, uh, they might. Huh? I can't get them to play those. Oh, Ticket to Ride and yep. Catan, those things. Monopoly. I love Monopoly. Do you know why I can't get Jennifer's like? Byron I'm out. I, I'm not the biggest game player. I do play some, but that's not my. Oh, watch. I've gotten Byron to play because his yeah. first year we were married, I bought by I noticed that his family didn't have any games. Mm. So for Christmas, I bought all these games. Yeah. <laughs> they don't play games. <laughs> <laughs> So I yeah. spent a fortune. They did. So I took them home with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're, we like oh, outside. Man. We play pickleball and. Okay. We play anything. That, oh, well, we played horseshoes all my life. So. Are you good at it? I used to be okay. Okay. My brother was the world ch champion. Wow. What? Yeah. World champion horseshoe player? Huh? Holy my mom crap. was the state champions like 18 times. Wow. Oh, my. Yeah. I was the first world champion. Girl world champion. I wasn't any good. Well, obviously what? you were. You're no. the girl world it champion. It was the first one. Very few were in it, and I wasn't very good. My brother was really good. He yeah. could hit 80 to 90. Wow. Just tossing a shoe 80 to 90% of the time. Yeah. Well, that's where we spent most of our childhood. Well, here's a, here's a question. So one of the things that you brought up was, because I see this in older generations. They have very close-knit friends mm -hmm. that they spend a significant mm -hmm. amount of time with mm -hmm. that mean a ton. Like mm -hmm. they'll get together, you know, Sherry's mom used to have this group called the whiners, <laughs> you know? And so there was this group of ladies and seriously, they would get together all the time. They'd play games. They would spend time together. And I remember at Diana's funeral, I mean, the mm -hmm. people that were the talk the most, the people that were invested the most were the whiners, like the mm -hmm. people that, you know, mm -hmm. had been with them, spent time, did things outside of, mm -hmm. did things together, mm -hmm. spent relational time. I think, again, if you look at generationally, that's not, that doesn't exist anymore. There's mm -hmm. a lots of isolation, mm -hmm. you know, where people aren't spending a lot of time with, with people in that realm where they have a group of friends that they get mm -hmm. together with on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, Jennifer, what do you think? Do you think that that Oh, I think it's for sure true. I mean, my parents did growing up. I mean, they would go friends' house and they play cards and stuff like that, and we'd go over there with them. But yeah, Eric and I don't do that. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's just life is busier now than it used to be. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. My parents had like twelve couples that they got together with. Mm. They played horseshoe all day, horseshoes all day. Then they played cards and they'd eat mm -hmm. and they'd take care of each other. Right and we, my brothers and I are kind of the same way. I yeah. like to be with people. Right. And I like different age people. Yeah. I don't like just the same mm -hmm. age. I like, because I think you learn a lot from mm -hmm. different ages. But yeah, I don't see it happening anymore. You don't even know your neighbor. Right. No, you do, you don't. Mm -hmm. Bill and Lila would walk over. We'd be out in the backyard, and there they came. So yeah. the other neighbors. You're eating something, they sit down and eat with you. Right. You don't do that anymore. Yeah, that's, why that's though? That, I mean, I, why do you think that is? Like, Jennifer, why do you think it is? Nick, what, I mean, I'm curious because, you know, why is it that people don't spend time with other groups of people anymore? Nick? Do you know why? Um, like my age, 
think the biggest thing is, like, my kids are so busy that hmm. by the time we get a day off, we just want to sit home and chill out. So lifestyle. You would just say your lifestyle isn't conducive to or people's lifestyle of spending a day on a Saturday playing horseshoes and cards yeah, with right. a group of friends. Yeah. Hmm. Jennifer? Well, like talking about a Saturday, you know, it's like we own a business, so Eric's doing things there. Mm. Sometimes I'm doing things here. You know, yeah. it's just like there's just so much to get done. There's mm -hmm. not enough time to do it, you mm. know, and so not that we don't do things with people, but yeah, even you talk about my neighbors, it's like, yeah, I don't talk to any of my neighbors. We also don't live with family. I mean, live near family. Like my kids are in South Carolina mm -hmm. and Michigan. And if they were home, we'd have all their friends over. Mm -hmm. If they, because when they do come home, all the friends come over mm -hmm. and we have fun. Mm -hmm. But everybody's spread out. Hmm. Yeah. It's it kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we moved over to the Urbana house, you know, uh, there were some older, I got in trouble last time. I, said, I say older ladies, so you know, but yeah, well, how else do you describe somebody that's older than me? Is there another way to describe somebody? someone who's older than me? Okay. The ladies, yeah, somebody, somebody older that's than me. older than me. That, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, they, they made an effort to come to our house to bring us a welcoming mm -hmm. to sit on the front porch and talk to nice. the neighbors that are there that drive by like Sarah and I would be sitting out on the porch they would come up we sat out on the porch and talked for hour, hours like it's I think people want it like I think that that it's out there and that it's good but yeah maybe it's just there is no time left you know there is no well and, and me it's like I don't go somewhere if I'm not invited and so I'll go talk to someone, but I want you to invite me to your home. Or if my, my yeah. one neighbor moved that we were really close to. Mm. And so sometimes, if you no know, Teresa was on her deck, I might walk down there. Sometimes she'd walk up. But you don't know what she's doing, if she's on the phone or if she's... Sometimes people are doing something. And then if you go down there, you're interrupting what they had planned that they were trying to get accomplished. Hmm. So maybe that would be good, though. And But sometimes <laughs> it is, you know, I, mean, I so, but... Yeah, I'm just always wanting, I need to be invited. I just don't, like, welcome myself into yeah. situations usually, so. Yeah, I know mine is, I'm with people all the time. Like, I talk to people all day long, most of the week, lots of meetings. And so part of me is, there is a little part of my life that would like to not entertain, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, not talk to people. Mm -hmm. So that that's, I'll have to think about that, because I don't know that I'm good at it. Like, I like an hour to myself. Yeah. I could mm. be with people all, but I need about an hour out of the day to just be by myself. Mm. And nobody's talking to me. Yeah. I will just have to, I'll just have to say for me personally, this is what I think it boils down to. We choose to live such a busy lifestyle that when it, and that's a choice, like that for sure is my mm. own choice to mm. choose to live so busy that when you do get a day, you use that day to recover mm -hmm. and you tend, because anytime like that you have downtime, like if I have more than a day of like, nothing's going on, I'm like, we gotta go do something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go nutty, mm -hmm. you know, or if you have every <laughs> night of the week that you're home, you're like, we need to do something mm -hmm. because, but if it's just one more night to add to the other 
five that you're already doing something, it be, tends to be. So I'm going to say for myself, the reason it's not happening is because I'm not intentional enough to rearrange a schedule to make it something I value. Mm -hmm. Because I would assume that if I valued it enough, I'd probably do it. But I just love that. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool to see culturally people getting together. And again, when you talked emotionally, like out of all the things that you've said, the thing that made you emotional the most is your friends. Yeah. Like the people that you spend all of your time with. Because we're thinking, what, some, since my mom passed away, mm -hmm. Byron will never retire. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a house here, mm -hmm. but we'll also have one in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends. I mean, I really am mm -hmm. blessed. I mean, I have fun. I got the group here. Mm -hmm. I got... My Flint Springs teachers, yeah. my Andrews teachers, mm -hmm. my book club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just, I, my exercise group. It's mm -hmm. just, I don't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. Even though I could be with my kids, mm -hmm. I want to do that plus have this. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're working it out. We're working it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you said you have a house. So you just, you told me earlier that you were going to be selling your house yep. and you're going to downsize. Yeah. And then you have, you're, you have a house in South no, Carolina? Yeah. Get a house down there too. So, so, how are you gonna like live down there like three months or four months of the year? Or you don't know? No. <laughs> You're just gonna I, have a house that you can run away to. I I know that Byron, Byron could do his work there too. Mm -hmm. Here, he just is, really likes his clients. Yeah. He really they're like children to him. <laughs> I feel like he's just and he likes solving their problems mm -hmm. and he likes. So I don't think he'll ever really really mm -hmm. retire mm -hmm. and. He, and so, but I like to do everything. Mm -hmm. He he's very calm, and we're totally different. You we're, and Byron? Oh, we're like night and day. We, <laughs> there's not one thing we we don't we don't eat the same things. We don't sleep away. Mm. He I like to stay up really late. He likes to go to bed early. Mm -hmm. It's just there's yeah. He's well, they very say opposites attract. So he's very quiet. <laughs> I want him to get more, and mm. he's going to like this too. I want him to get more involved here. Oh. You know, like, I know there's some guys that have, you have nights where mm -hmm. guys, mm -hmm. I want him to do that. Mm -hmm. he, 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 it's unusual for, well, Sally and, we've been talking, there's, the guys don't always make a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. He has a couple. Right. And they happen to be ministers. At other mm. churches. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he gets, you know, he really likes talking to them. I said, you need to meet some people here. Mm -hmm. But I really would like to see him do that. Mm -hmm. And that would help, you know. I just think mm -hmm. the more people you know and you're friends mm -hmm. with and you care about, it's mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. And do you think that that's, so I, I've noticed that too. So the women tend to have bigger friend groups than men. <laughs> Is that because they care more about it? Is that because, why, why do you think that is? Why is it that men have very few friends? Well, you don't ask, you don't talk very much. Men don't talk very much. <laughs> you don't ask the right questions. I'll ask Byron some things. He goes, well, I didn't ask him about mm -hmm. that. I go, why not? Well, it's none of my business. I said, but you don't get to know the person mm -hmm. unless you ask them. No. And I ask, you know. I'll say it may not be in my business, but yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, and to take time out mm -hmm. from work, the family, 
Like, he doesn't go get a beer with anybody. Yeah. And I wish he would. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I think it'd be good mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do yeah. think that that's, that's also unusual, you know, because if you have a family, right, mm-hmm. and he's working 70 hours, there's a lot of times that wives aren't encouraging their husbands to go have a beer with somebody. <laughs> but I think he needs to. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I say in all of my, every one of my marriage counselings, I say this, like, listen, Mm -hmm. if you guys want to be successful long-term here, you both need a hobby and you both need to be okay when that person goes and does their hobby, because there is something about a hobby with other people that refreshes the soul. So that I said, if you want this to last, like we can go through, like you need to learn the love languages. You need to love well, you need to communicate well, you need to do all of that. But if you don't have something that then you can go to, to refresh yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's hunting with a group of people, Mm -hmm. whether it's going out and having a beer, whether it's going over and working on a truck with somebody, like if it's going out, I mean, whatever the hiking with somebody, whatever that is, you need it and you need to be okay with it. But I don't think that's always the case Mm -hmm. anymore. He does run with, he had a running group that they ran a bunch of marathons and different things with. Right. But, you know, I, I agree. I think if you want... I agree with that totally. I have a fr- friend who is, they don't do anything not together. Mm. They're always together. I get, that get old. Well, <laughs> I just don't think, I know there are a lot of people that like, sounds- <laughs> my wife's my best friend, which yeah. is true. Like your wife can be your best friend, but I'm just saying you, yeah. need- you need something outside of this mm-hmm. for multiple different reasons. Mm-hmm. One is mm-hmm. because you need an avenue for relationships. You need an avenue to be able to, mm-hmm you know, let loose. You need an avenue to be able to have something that, again, there's just things that refresh your soul. And I think that if you do that, when you come back together, you're way better than you were if you're just together all the time. Yeah. Have a basketball game together. Go to the Pacers game. Do something. (laughs) Right, right, right. Something outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. So... I guess we'll, we're almost done, but I'm just kind yeah, of So look at that. It's 49 minutes already. I have more questions to ask yeah, you, so but we're I, just going to be like, no, I just want to talk a little bit about Jesus here. You yeah. know, it's like your faith journey. You know, how did oh. you come to, to accept Jesus? Did you, as a child, did you go to church? Mm-hmm. Um, was it later in life? What did well, that look like? When we were, my parents sent us to church and mm-hmm. they didn't go. My dad believed that it. If you're outside, hmm. you're with God. Oh, and wow. that's the way he believed. Hmm. And so they sent us to church. And then with, when you go to, go to college and you get away from mm-hmm. everything. We got, Byron and I got married. And we decided we wanted God in our lives and mm-hmm. go to church and all that. And, but I was telling I've never had, you know, when you talked about that God spoke to you and said, go to Huntington. <laughs> I'm, I, I told Joella one day, I said, I've never had that kind of moment. I believe in God. I, I pray to God. I, but I, I've never had that moment where they went, it was like, boom. Mm. Mm. And she says, well, you're not listening. She said, why do you think you're here at Champs? Why do you think mm-hmm. you got into with Rayanne and why you're with us? Mm-hmm. That was your moment. Right. She goes, you need to listen better. <laughs> 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 you, 
there. And it's and that, <clears throat> yeah. So. So did you? When, so you didn't grow up with this. You guys found it later on. So yeah. when you and Byron were married, and, yeah, yeah, and we were baptized in, in the other church, and yeah. So your kids uh, that are in Michigan and South, so you just have two? I didn't even catch that. You have two kids? I have two boys. Okay. And uh, what do they do? One's a teacher. Okay. He teaches English, and uh, his wife is a disseminatrist. A what? A disseminatrist. She makes... She's really good. Did you know what that is? I do not. I was going to say, I was looking at you like, yeah. It's a cancer... Plans cancer treatments. Oh wow! Oh, she wow. does all the wow. planning of where everything hits, and hmm. and then I have a son in South Carolina, and he's a food rep, and his wife is a teacher. So wow, and they wanted to marry somebody like mom. <laughs> <laughs> no. How many grandkids do you have then? I have four. I have two sons, two grandchildren in Michigan, and two, and I've got three grand boys and one mm-hmm. granddaughter how often do you I, see him all the time okay <laughs> i like n- next week i fly down to s- south carolina and they asked me to just stay the month mm-hmm. because i have to go mm-hmm. back down in february but i can't do that i've got too many obligations mm-hmm. but um we see that we've been up to michigan twice now in the last mm-hmm. two weeks and then friday i'm gonna go so i can see my second one play basketball mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I travel a lot to see them. I like, mm. I was made to be a grandma. <laughs> I was. I raised mm. my kids because I was very firm. And mm. We've talked about that all this yeah. weekend. My, Adam says, I wish you'd just hit us instead of talk. You talked <laughs> us to death. <laughs> but, um, mm. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out that stage of my life because I have three, four, five, six grandkids now. Oh. And so... I'm trying to figure out, like, how am I going to be as a grandpa? Because I like the idea of traveling all around and watching games. Like, I hear these stories of, like, yeah. oh, yeah, every night of the week I'm going to watch yep. the, my little five-year-old play yep. mini basketball. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can't. It's a bit much. <laughs> I am thinking if that's going to be my life with but, eight kids and all of their kids, if I – that might yeah. not, I might not be that grandpa. <laughs> well, I don't know that I'm going to be the traveling grandpa to every single day. You thing. can't be to everything. Yeah. I can't be, but when I'm with them, I'm with them. We play. <laughs> I'm so worn out after I'm with my grandchildren. They forget <laughs> that I'm 70 some years old. <laughs> and, well, one time we were with Cannon, he goes, Okay, grandma. I'm going to throw the football to you. I want you to go this way, then I want you to go that way, and then I want you to head that way. Oh, wow. And I will, I will, when you get there, you're going to catch it. Okay. And I go, so I have to go that way? Why can't I just go back there? <laughs> nope, I got to go this way. That and is, I did. That is funny. I did. We play, Byron and I play pickleball with him. Like Stone will play against Byron and me, and he'll beat us. And Cannon will play. They all beat us. Yeah. They're, they're athletic and they're they're fun. They're fun kids. Yeah. They're just yeah. I, I was made to be a grandma. Yeah. Could have had more. I should have had more kids. Well, mm. See, I wish I had had more kids. <laughs> then I'd have more grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. More places to travel from. More yeah. Well, let's let's end it with this. So if you could. Oh, sorry, Jennifer. No, do you have no. something? I, no. When you're done. 
uh, if we, if you could give advice, oh. so knowing everything that you know, okay. for young women, young married women, if you could give them some advice to now, what would be one thing that you would say, focus on, think through, process, make sure this is important, any of those, any wisdom that you would give to young women? To young women? Stay in shape. Find something you love to do as a job, not mm. just any job, but mm. job. Raise your children as their parent, not not their friend. Mm. Have them in church. Have fun in life. Do fun things. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. the end one. Have fun, fun. in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's too short. Okay. It is. Yep. Yep. So someone knew that you were going to be on here, so we got this really sweet email, so I wanted to share it with you. I'll probably cry because you're probably going to cry too, Aww. but I can read through my tears. But uh, Benita is such a great role model because she has shown me what it means to serve selfishly. She's a great example to those around her, and she doesn't just sit on the sidelines. She gets into circles. She gets out and she drives action. She mm -hmm. makes us all better people with the love and support she gives us. Plus, her sense of humor is the best. She is one of my living legacy people. Aww. Who is that from? Rayanne. Oh, I, <laughs> I, mean, I feel like she thinks I'm her grandma. Yeah. <laughs> she, we're, she's been a lot to me. Well, so well, I think the reality is, is what you're seeing is that the choices that you've made in life have left an imprint on the lives of other people. I hope so. I, I get a lot of emails and texts mm -hmm. and Facebook with students I had in mm -hmm. the past. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel like you did something right. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times sometimes we don't feel like we have a purpose and mm. we have more of an impact on people yeah. than we realize we do, yeah. mm. you know? Yeah. Well, she's had an impact on me. Yeah. She really has. We've had some really good talks <laughs> <laughs> and laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, yeah. Jennifer, send us okay. out. All right. So, if you want to be part of our podcast group, you can text the word podcast to 260 408 8383. Let us know if you want to be on the podcast or if you have a great person you want us to interview or any thoughts. We would love to hear about it and how we can make the podcast even better. Yeah. And don't forget, so you guys that are listening and or watching, uh, when this comes out on our Facebook, make sure that you share, like, or comment. Um, sharing helps us get out to other people's timelines, more people to be able to see uh, Bonita and be able to listen to the wisdom that she's had um, this week. And the other thing that you can do, I mean, another reason we do this podcast, are you guys a first or second service? First. So if you come to the first service, make sure that you come up, see Bonita and say hi, you know, get to know her. Um, and again, just glean some wisdom, you know, from somebody that has been there and done that. And so I, I just want to say, again, I didn't know you at all, but I have heard. And I think this is cool. Like, it's neat when the things that you do have had a ripple effect, you know. And so when other people can say, like... 
you know, this about you. And then to be able to have the privilege to sit down and be able to listen to your story and be able to hear your heart and, and again, walk away with wisdom. Like, I think a lot of the things you said today are things that I'm going to take to heart and things that I need to process and things that do give me hope, right? Like give me hope for the future that we can change things and it can be different and there can be. So I thank you for taking time. Thank you for being on. And, this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I won't watch it. But yeah. I knew what's by talking to you guys. <laughs> so thanks everybody for joining us and we look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Bye. Good job. That was awesome. You-